guys, and welcome back. This is Dr. Patrice Carter, your host of the Coaches Coach podcast. I'm here representing Breakpoint Coaching LLC, where we certify, equip, and train Christian life coaches. And guys, I'm even more excited to share that now I'm offering a signature mentoring course where I can teach you if you are a coach who wants to develop and create your own coach certification training program. I will walk with you step by step eight weeks to do that. You can find out more at my website, www.drpatricecarter.com. So if you want to do what I do, which is to certify other coaches and to develop your own secret sauce into a five-figure 15K and up program, I'm here to help do that. Please reach out. I would love to connect. Let me know if you have any questions. Now, today's topic I'm super excited about because this is how to be able to tell the difference between the perfect client or client Zilla. Now, some of you OG coaches may already know what I'm talking about. You've already experienced that client whom you would pay them double what they paid you just to send them on their way because we know that all money ain't good money. But then there's that amazing client that just brings out our passion and we just have this awesome connection and we do bomb work together and you look forward to every session. And so that's what we're going to talk about is how, as a life coach, can you tell the difference between the perfect client or clientzilla? How do you know? How do you recognize them before any money has been transacted, before you have said yes to the relationship? I'm here today to give you five ways that you can know, plus a bonus tip. Let's get right into the podcast. So the first is timeliness. Does this person show up to your initial discovery session on time? Now, that may not seem like a big deal to some of you because maybe time is not important, but I believe that time is money. But more importantly, I believe that people's time is important as well as my own. That's something I'm very um, serious about is I hate wasting time. And so I think it's super important to note just mentally if when you're having your discovery session with this potential new client, do they show up on time? And if they don't show up on time, do they call to let you know that they're going to be late and then go from there. Now, when I talk about timeliness also, is this the right season for you to be working with them or walking with them as their life coach? Because season is very important. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3 that to everything there is a season. And it goes on more than that, but I just want to stop there. Is this the right season for them to coach? And this is the right season for you to coach with them or coach them through whatever it is they're approaching coaching about. Now, let's assume they do get to the meeting on time. We're going forward. The next thing, number two, you want to determine if you guys have good rapport. It's really important as a coach, as you know, to connect, to um, have small talk, but this for the purpose of building rapport. Now, something that's important to me is a client, a safe space for me. Are they a person of peace? Do I sense a war within them? Do I sense that we will have to go battle back and forth or it'll be a constant pulling and pushing and prodding them to the finish line when this is their goal, this is their dream, this is their issue they want to solve. And coaching, as we know, is all about moving forward. And it's about moving forward in agreement. And so it's very important that we have a really good rapport. Do I feel a connection to them? Do I feel connected to what they want to coach around or what is important to them? So rapport is very important. And another thing that I think is super important in that rapport building or rapport determining phase of this discovery session, again, trying to discern if this is the perfect client or clientzilla is communication. And what I mean by that is 
Are we, do we have great communication? Do we understand one another? Um, I'm an extrovert with ambivert tendencies. So what I mean by that is I'm very outgoing. I definitely pull and adjust according to other people's energy. So most times I'm very excited. If you catch me ever being quiet, it's because I either don't feel safe or the other person is being more quiet. So I will adjust to attune to them. However, if you have someone that, and even if a person's introverted, it doesn't mean they won't be an effective communicator. I'm married to an introvert and we <laughs> learning to get along very well and speak each other's language. But what I mean by this communication piece is, are you having to pull communication out of them? Are you having to lead the conversation in such a way that it's awkward, uncomfortable, or frustrating? And I say that because when someone approaches us for coaching, that means they're coming with a readiness to communicate, with a readiness to be coached. They're open to being asked questions. They're open to listening and being listened to, and they're open to doing the work. So communication is super important. Number three, commitment and availability. Are they committed to the process? Are they committed to the process? Now, there are some ways that you can measure their level of commitment. Um, you can do a Likert scale. That's Likert, L-I-K-E-R-T. So Likert, you've seen those is on a scale of one to 10. And you can ask them, sir or ma'am, how committed are you to working with a life coach in this season of your life? One being the lowest, 10 being the highest. On a scale of one to 10, how committed are you to completing this goal that you set forth or solving this problem that you're presenting with or that has brought you to coaching? One being the lowest, 10 being the highest. Someone I feel that's ready would have a score of seven or higher because anything that's six and below to me speaks that there might be a lack of commitment. Now you can explore that because again, this is a discovery session and ask, well, what makes it a seven, eight, nine, or what have you? How do we get it to a 10? Or why isn't it a 10? Tell me more about that. Also, um, 3A is determining if this is the perfect client or clientzilla is, are they available for coaching? A lot of people love the idea of coaching, but they haven't made time in their schedule to commit to coaching back to that commitment. So you know that you can kind of assess that from the very beginning when you're trying to set up a schedule with them, a meeting time, and they can't find any time to even have this first discovery session. I feel that is definitely a red flag. Or when you ask them about their commitment and their availability and you share your coaching hours, uh, which as a coach, you should have coaching hours established so that this is very organized and how you run your practice and then use a scheduling app. I used Acuity and I've used Calendly before and I'll put those links below. I love Acuity. It's amazing. Calendly is as well. And you can link those to your Google Calendar and it helps with efficiency and it helps clients to go in and pick your available appointments so you don't have to have this back and forth. But let's say you haven't grown to that or you don't have those schedulers yet. When you're trying to get this person onto your schedule, they say they want to work with you, but you can't pin them down. That shows a lack of commitment. If they're not available to even meet for one hour or however long your coaching session is, then that speaks to lack of commitment because they haven't committed to making themselves available. And if they can't make themselves available from a time perspective or a scheduling perspective, then I would venture to say they might not also make themselves available emotionally. So that goes to the next part of being available. Not only should they be available time-wise, are they available heart-wise? Heart work is what we're doing. I love one of my coaches that we're training up in this current life 
uh, live coaching course that we have going on the cohort said to me that coaching is hard work, H-E-A-R-T, hard work. And I agree with that. And so when you're working with a client, it's important that they show up with their heart. Um, and I say that because we're doing deep work. Now, some of you aren't doing deep work because that may not be the focus of your coaching. Um, however, I would again say that if you, even if you're doing career coaching or business coaching, at some point in there, you're going to touch on something that's heart important or heart connected to the client. And so with that, again, if you have someone who is not emotionally available, mentally available, spiritually available, then coaching with them can be a challenge if that's the space that you walk from. I'm very much a uh, feeler, emotive, um, emotional intelligence person. And so I think it's very important to be connected in those ways because I coach from a holistic standpoint. Number four, how do you determine if this is a perfect client or potentially clientzilla? Do they follow up? But before you assess their follow-up, sir, ma'am, you have to make sure that you follow up. One of the things that we talk about often, and you hear this, you've heard this in um, people that do marketing and that type of thing, is their fortune is in the follow-up. The fortune is in the follow-up. Now, for us as marketplace ministers slash business owners, the fortune is in the follow-up from a standpoint of securing the bag, of getting the deal, making the closing the sale. But it also is reflective on the client side, meaning that when you reach out, do they follow up with you? One thing I don't like is when a client goes radio silent. What I mean by that is my expectation is if we're communicating, I send an email, we have, I leave your voicemail or I send a text. I expect a follow-up response within 24 to 48 hours. And I share that upfront. So once you share that expectation of follow-up, then your client, they should have, you know, they should meet that or match that if that's important to you. So I don't like having to chase people down or chase clients down to follow up on whether they want to move forward with coaching. I will follow up. So let's say we've had our 20 minute discussion or 30 minute discovery session, and they've decided that they want to think about whether or not they want to move forward with coaching. I'm totally fine with that. So I will set a follow up appointment and say, hey, can we follow up in about a week? I'll touch base with you and see what you've decided or if you have any additional questions. Sure. So we get that on the calendar. I call to follow up. They don't pick up. Maybe they're busy, but then they don't call back for a number of days. So then I will follow up once more and I'll follow up once more. My max follow up is three times. Now I have a sister who is a shark. She works with us here at Breakpoint Coaching. She's our marketing coach. She's a six figure coach heading to seven figures this year. And she states that she follows up 13 times. Now she's a realtor and also has um, her own business and cosmetics. Her name is um, Coach Garlinda Price, Pastor Garlinda Price. So she'll follow up 13 times. So you have to decide your level of follow-up and your level of emotional commitment to that follow-up. But after three times, I feel like the date has gone bad, has gone poorly. They said they would call, they didn't call. And now I'm checking the phone. I'm wondering if I got the right number. Was it something I said? So I don't go past three times. But you said that for yourself, but follow-up is key on both sides. Five, investment and budget. Budget and investment is key when you're trying to determine if this client is a perfect fit or if they're clientzilla. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is as a professional life coach, 
as a Christian life coach, as a coach, period, you should have your prices and packages firm and stated and be able to state them firmly and confidently and securely. And that is critical because if you don't, then the client will sense that you lack confidence in what you're asking. And that will imply, in my opinion, that the price is negotiable. So you need to be firm on your rates before you pitch to the client or share your services and products. And another, and so that way, when the client or if the client comes back, potential client, excuse me, says to you, are you firm on that? Or they ask for a discount. I would say no, unless you feel God leading you to give a discount or offer the services free or complimentary, then you stand firm on your rate. That's that price is firm and that's it. So now let's say you are firm on your pricing and you share your rates or you're at this point in the conversation and you're a pitch or you're meeting with that potential client that you want to assess again, are they a good fit? My question to them is, are you ready to make an investment in this coaching relationship? Here are the products and services that I offer and the prices associated with that. Out of what I've shared, which package or price point works best for you at this time? And once you state your price, be quiet. Stop speaking. Basically, shut up. <laughs> because in sales, he who speaks first loses. So with that, you want to ask them which of those investment points is best for them. Now, if they hem and haw, then it's possible that they have sticker shock or maybe they hadn't and considered what coaching costs. Maybe they hadn't done their work or, you know, background work to research prices and they'll need to think about it. But if they do hem and haw or they go back and forth and they're not sure, ask them what their concerns are not for the purpose of changing your rate, but so that you can identify any obstacles or blocks that are hindering them from saying yes. Now, again, they may need time to think about it. They may need time to move money around and that's perfectly fine. You want to give them that space. I am not a hard sell. I believe that in timing and relationships. So what I mean by that is God has ordained a specific time that we're supposed to walk with a certain client and he has ordained if we're supposed to be in that relationship. And if he has prepared them for me and me for them, then he has already given them the coin and the money that they need to invest in coaching with me. And he has imparted and given to me, downloaded into me what I need to give them during that relationship and our time of walking together. So it's very important that you determine um, from a budget and investment standpoint, if this is your client, if they balk at your prices or they tell you it's too expensive or it's too much, they're not your client. And so how you get out of that conversation or that relationship or that potential relationship is to say, thank you so much for considering me. I'm so grateful, um, but I'm firm on my rates. Um, however, if at some point in the future things change, please reach back out. I'll be ready when you are. And you wrap up. So now let's say um, you're here at the end of the conversation, but I'm going to share a bonus tip. Two things. You determine this person is not a good fit, not because of money, but because you have been assessing them throughout and listening to the Holy Spirit and you realize, OK, this this isn't my person. Then what you want to do at that point is share with them, hey, I don't feel that we would be a good fit. And this is why. However, I do have someone that I highly recommend and I would love to put you in touch with them if you're interested. Now, let's say 
you do feel there they would be a good fit, then this is where you say you ask for the business. You want to always ask for the business. Hey, sir, ma'am, I think we would be a great fit. These are the ways. These are three ways I feel I could assist you. And I would love to work with you. What are your thoughts? Again, be quiet. Listen, let them speak and secure the bag. When would you like to start? And take the payment that day or send the coaching agreement and the payment by email or cash app, however you plan to get paid and start the work. Now, my bonus tip is a question I always ask a potential client is, why do you want to work with me specifically? And I think that's very important because some people just want a coach and that's fine. But I specifically want to work with those who want to work with me. And with that, um, my sister, um, Pastor Garlanda, Coach Garlanda Price says all the time, what you're looking for is also looking for you. And I believe that. I believe that God has assigned us to a certain people group and they've been assigned to us and we meet, then heaven explodes and opens up over us and we can do incredible, passionate, amazing, successful work together. And so with that, I think it's really important to assess why that person wants to work with you specifically as a coach. And then a second bonus tip is to ask them what their expectations are of themselves and of you during and from a coaching relationship. Now, after you've asked all these questions or sort of had a conversation that touched on all these things, then you want to just, you know, really sit and internally make a decision. Use your gut, allow your gut to guide you, allow the Holy Spirit to guide you, allow your emotional intelligence to guide you and your past experience as to whether this person is the perfect fit for you or clientzilla. And clientzilla, you'll know, again, because they try to manage you. They maybe you're sensing some resistance or some dominance. That might not bother you, but I don't like that in a relationship because I feel like although I'm not in charge as a coach, we're partners. It's just that we're partners. And therefore, I don't need to be managed or want to be managed. And I'm not going to manage them. We're walking this path together. I'm going to hold them accountable. But if I resist it, I sense that they're resistant to change or they're defensive. And I feel like I'm going to have to push them, pull them, prod them and go through a bunch of mental gyrations and hula hoops to try to get them to change. Then they're not ready for coaching. And so those are ways, five ways with bonus tips that you can determine if this client is the perfect fit or clientzilla, if they are clientzilla, again, you can graciously wrap up and run for your life. Close your bag. Do not open your bag. Don't let them open their bag. And if they're perfect, then say that. I think we would do we would do great work together. And I think that we would be perfect together. And so, guys, I hope this has been helpful. If it has, I would love to hear from you. I would love for you to drop some comments or leave me a comment. Um, I do have a YouTube channel where I share this also. And on the YouTube channel, um, it's under Dr. Patrice Carter. Um, you can um, just sort of talk with me about this and leave comments and ask questions as well. So if this has been helpful, please be sure to subscribe um, to the channel, Breakpoint Coaching Podcast, The Coach's Coach. I'm Dr. Patrice Carter. I love to connect with uh, my listeners. If you're a coach um, that's listening, are there some topics or things of interest that you need or would want um, me to touch on or talk about? Let me know. I'm happy to do that. So guys, my website, if you want to reach out and learn more about me, is www.drpatricecarter.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram under Dr. Patrice Carter. So guys, God bless you. And I will talk to you soon. And thanks again for tuning in.